0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks.
2: Breaking news from The Athletic.
1: This is Nicole Auerbach and Brendan Marks from The Athletic, and we're here to talk about Coach K's impending retirement. Brendan, what do we know?
2: Yeah, so this is something, Nicole, that's been rumored and in the works for several weeks now, really ever since the end of the season. Um, And obviously, we have seen this same sort of thing play out a number of times already in the college basketball universe the past few weeks, Lon Kruger's retirement, Roy Williams' retirement. Um, And it definitely seems like to some extent the pandemic has pushed up the the quote-unquote timeline for a lot of these, you know, legendary figures. But in the case of Coach K, this was getting to be a situation where uh, recruits longer down the road have been asking him what his long-term plans were. And even recruits as early as this year who are coming in saying, you know, if I end up leaving after a year, I end up staying for more than one year, are you still going to be there? And I don't think there was really any clarity there. And uh, it was certainly making things a little more complicated for Duke. And so ultimately they go ahead. They make the decision to announce this preemptively rather than after the season. And um, I guess here comes coach K's retirement tour.
1: So he's got one more season left to go here and he's 75. Is that right?
2: He'll turn 75 in February.
1: Did, did anyone think he was going to coach this long in the first place? I, I remember back around maybe the 2016 Olympics, people thought that might be it. I, it feels like we've been wondering when he would step away and what would be the circumstances of that for some time now.
2: Absolutely. And I I think one popular theory that had been thrown out there a lot recently, especially, is the fact that his grandson, Michael Savarino, is on the team. Um, So it was sort of widely held that, okay, coach will go until his grandson's done, then he'll step away and be good to go. Um, But but ultimately, again, you know, you talk about some of the things that have happened in college sports, and it's the same sort of thing that you've seen with with other figures like Roy Williams and Long Kruger. You know, the game is fundamentally changing. Coach K is going to be 75. Like you said, does he really want? to rework himself again? Does he want to have to figure out how to uh, bake NIL into his stuff? Does he want to figure out how to have to navigate the transfer portal every year? Does he want to have to deal with the NBA potentially changing its draft eligibility rules again in a year or two or three? There are so many things coming down the pipe as far as college athletics. And I think also... This past season, not being able to be as involved as he has been traditionally assistants did more work. Uh, He did have a COVID-19 quarantine period, despite neither he nor his wife ever testing positive. I do think there's a sense that, you know, he got to spend more time at home and his family probably liked and appreciated that. So uh, there's a number of things that sort of factor into it. But ultimately, you put all of that together and and you see what's going on across the landscape. and, And it does sort of make a little bit more sense.
1: There's going to be plenty of time with this this retirement tour to reflect on Coach K's legacy. But as we're processing the initial news, how do you describe that legacy?
2: I mean, if he's not the greatest men's college basketball coach of all time, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore, right? I mean, he is someone who um, has really been a constant as college basketball has grown, as it has changed, as it has stepped into the spotlight. And I think his ability to reinvent himself is something that I don't know if enough people give him credit for. I mean, this is a guy who went from winning with guys like Christian Laettner and Grant Hill, these guys who stayed for multiple years, the Shane Battiers, and he was able to rework himself on the fly, adapt to new NCAA rules, bring in one-and-done players, and and he's able to rework these rosters constantly. So that's without talking about the NBA pipeline he's built, mentioning all he's done with Team USA basketball and, and sort of bringing Team USA back to the heights that it was at. It's hard to understate just how good of a coach he is. He's obviously a legend, um, but yeah, I think he's probably, in my estimation, the best college basketball coach of all time. And uh, for men's or women's, it's it's hard to match what he's what he's accomplished.
1: Yeah, and I think those those five national championships. When you look at the years, you you totally see that the the, the different eras of basketball, different ways that he won, um, and and he's just been such a towering figure. When he has said anything it is mattered, Um, you know, if he opines on NIL, if he opines on the pandemic, like it is front page news because there's just so much gravitas behind his words. Obviously, his replacement is stepping into a really tough situation. I don't think anyone likes to be the guy after the guy. Um, But in this situation, we've wondered for so long, where will Duke go for, for Coach K's successor? Um, It it looks like it's going to be John Shire and it's very familiar name. He's been on the staff for a while. He obviously played at Duke. What does that choice tell us about a Coach K's influence into making the choice of his successor and b about like where Duke actually wants to go next?
2: Absolutely. You know, I think uh, for for starters, I don't think that this has always been the plan. I don't think the plan has always been to have Shire take over. Obviously he's, he's been on the staff for a number of years now and what he's done in terms of recruiting. um, Like I mentioned when coach K was out in the COVID-19 quarantine protocols this past season, Shire was the one who stepped up and and led Duke to a win over Boston college. So the familiarity is there, but, but I I think this has been a development that's really expedited in the past few years. Um, When I first started covering the team and the program, really, the thinking was that you would go for a more experienced bridge guy, sort of what you were talking about, Nicole, who wants to be the guy to follow the guy. The thinking was, we'll bring in a bridge guy, maybe someone like a Tommy Amaker to sort of steady the ship and stabilize things for a number of years. But but what this says to me about Shire, about Kay's influence, obviously, Kay is sort of handpicking uh, John to be his replacement. That shows the confidence he has in him. You know, John is a guy that has been with him over a decade now. They have won a title together as a player and as coaches. Um But really, John, I think, is well equipped to sort of lead Duke into the future of college athletics. He is someone who has been the lead recruiter on most of the big stars that Duke's gotten recently, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum. Uh, He is tremendous in terms of X's and O's. He understands all of that. He gets along great with parents. And, And really, when you look at John compared with Duke has a new athletic director, too, and Nina King. They are two people, I think, who are more on page with the direction that college athletics is going. So it it says a lot about Coach K having the influence to pick his successor. I think that was always going to be the case. Um, But it also shows you just how much he believes in in Coach Shire and how much he and really the Duke administration at large think that Coach Shire is is the choice to be the guy and lead Duke into the future.
1: And how ready is he?
2: I think he is ready. You know, obviously there's going to be an adjustment period when you're stepping into going from a, you know, being the right hand man to being the guy. But when, when Nate James Duke's other associate head coach left this off season to be the head coach at Austin PA, I I think that sort of opened the door and really cemented the fact that this is coach K's right-hand guy. This is the guy who has gone out and done press conferences when coach K isn't there, all of the players, all of the recruits, talk to any of them. They're always talking to coach Shire. So I think the biggest adjustment for him is just going to be how does he manage the way that college athletics is changing? Is he someone who's going to still try and recruit these one and done talents? Is he someone who's going to be more inclined to look in the transfer portal? Um, in terms of X's and O's coaching, in terms of getting people in the door, there's no question he can do that. To me, I'm more interested in how does he rebuild the roster on the fly every year like Coach K has, um, or if he goes in an entirely different direction. So I, you know, we'll see, but um, certainly he has all the tools, he has all the experience needed and uh, just hasn't been there before. That's really the only question mark you have.
1: A major, major day in College Hoops history as Coach K plans his retirement, um, announces he will have one more season and then step away. Uh, Thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics Headline section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google assistant to play news from the Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to join us for just $3.99 per month.